You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the latest installment of Casual Council here on Flying Casual. You know what? We're actually not even going to call this Casual Council. This is going to be Star Wars with Brent and Michael because Brent's the only one that showed up to council. No one else showed up to roll call. Brent said, you know what? I'll be there. I'm a dedicated Jedi or a Sith Lord. We're still not sure. This may be actually a trip. I I took rid of the rest of the council. (laughs) Order 67, Uh, you know? Hey, it it had to happen at some point, right? That's Star Wars history. The dark side had to just take everyone out at some point. So uh, maybe that means I'm dark side too. I don't know. We're the lone survivors here, but... uh, We've talked about in the past podcast, we've talked about, um, you know, the Book of Boba Fett trailer coming out, a little bit of my disappointment in the Ahsoka show, and I haven't got to talk to especially Brent about it or any of the other guys, but um, Brent, it's been a while. You were on the last council, so what's been going on? You got a lot going on, but you're still consuming Star Wars, and and you're consuming some interesting aspects of Star Wars. What, what 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 are you consuming right now? Oh, geez. Let's see. Um, at home, when I have my TV, dude, I've been just soaking up the visions. I really can't get enough of yes. that. I've been having a really good time. Yeah. Um, I missed the last, uh, your guys' last council meeting when you talked about it, but I really don't know if there was anything I could add to that conversation. You guys pretty much covered it all. It was really, really good. Hell yeah. Um, but in my commute, once I get to spend plenty of time in my car, I've just been taking in the audiobooks and uh, just mm. milk, getting my way through all the current canon. Um, I think I'm almost done with the adult novels and most of the junior novels in the current canon. Damn. Um, so I've actually been dabbling back a little bit in the legends. Yeah. So I took in some Shatterpoint, which I hadn't done before. And holy moly, did they change Depo Balaba's trajectory from <laughs> the legends to current canon. Wow, I was not <laughs> expecting that one bit. Um, <sighs> Yeah, that one's been really good. Been dabbling into the Darth Bane and uh, getting yeah. into the rule too and stuff like that. And then uh, taking in a little bit of the, uh, I guess the the nonfiction fiction. Yeah. With uh, well, the most recent one I've been checked out and finished up was um, it was called The Secret History of Star Wars mm. um, by Mark Kaminsky. Um, basically, a uh, little synopsis of it. Um, George Lucas has always said from you know that he's had the entire Star Wars story written since day one. Yeah. Uh, episodes at least one six. Um, and then, you know, and it gets into, well, at one point in time, he, you know, admitted to having nine movies and at another point in time, he admitted to having 12 movies in the series. Um, so, and, you know, according to him, he's had them all written from, yeah. you know, the very beginning, but you know, this book, it kind of goes back and it takes a review of all of his story drafts, all of his, the different scripts, the different interviews and different, you know, any of the media propagation that's come out and stuff like that and kind of piece back together the story of star Wars and how the story itself evolved, um, especially focusing around the story of Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, who went from just the evil henchman in episode four yeah. you know, before it was even an episode and just a new hope to, you know, he's the focal point of all six movies and it's his yeah. story now. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. And, you know, he, he basically goes through and details all the stuff and the story evolution of, you know, uh, all the way back to the very beginning, his very first story draft. And it was basically a total rip off of the hidden fortress. Um, <laughs> by, I can't remember the, the director, the Japanese director who did yeah. it. Yep. Um, but I mean, yeah, he was, he was actually pursuing the rights to make basically the star Wars version of that. Um, and just didn't have the money to purchase it. So, you know, mine managed to change the story a little bit and, you know, yeah. evolved to what it became. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of interesting too, you know, and his like original vision for Star Wars when, you know, after, before episode 
before a new hope came out, um, you know, what he was planning with his six, nine, 12 movies was that, you know, he was going to direct the first one yeah. and then he'd have other directors come in to do the rest of the next ones. Yeah. And, you know, I give different directors their ability to play in the star Wars universe. Yeah. And then he was going to come in and do the last one. Cause he figured each one was going to get better. And that way he'd have the first and he'd have the best Interesting. at the very end. Um, but you know, the way everything kind of worked out, um, Irving Kirshner, the one who did empire, was really the only director who got to dabble in Star Wars yeah. on, you know, unfettered by Lucas because he was so busy trying to set up Lucasfilm and get everything else going. And George Katz was, or Katz, I can't remember the producer's name now. I told you on the blank. Um, but, you know, he was, or Kurtz, he was yeah. basically on Kirshner's side. And so everything Kirshner wanted to do was slowing down the pace and developing the, the characters and stuff like that. Kurtz was like, yeah, do it. It's not my money, it's Lucas's. <laughs> now, Lucas, the whole time, he was, got everything riding on the sequel. Yeah. It's sitting there going, Hey, could you guys pick up the pace and start filming? It's like, you guys are in Sweden. It's snowing. It's like, come on, let's go. And then all the issues with Yoda and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it was just like way, way over budget and Lucas was super stressed, but you know, Kirshner is really the only one who got to dabble properly. And, you know, we saw what happened with empire. It's probably, you know, it wasn't critically rated at the time, but it's everyone's favorite. Exactly. Um, and it's one of the best. And then, you know, when you get into, and you look at the the sequel trilogy now. Um, you got JJ who did Episode Seven, yeah. and he was under a lot of pressure from Disney to go make this good. Yep, yep. So he didn't get to dabble that much. And then you get Ryan Johnson, who basically he, him and Kirsten are the only two people that got to tell their story in Star Wars without yeah. people like, no, this is what you got to do. And it's like, and I don't know, it's just me, but those are my two favorite movies in yes. the series. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so and it's kind of cool. Is that is that some of the most? Are there any other you know interesting tidbits you took away from it? Is it really that you know Lucas didn't have this planned out, and then you know you would think the creator himself, you know, A New Hope is great. I love it, you know. But you're right, Empire sticks out. Or is is there anything else that you took from from that that the, the kind of the secrets? of Star Wars that maybe, you know, George never wanted us to know. Like anything else interesting and juicy? Um, not really so much that he didn't want us to know. Um, I think probably the next, probably the other cool aspect that I took from the book was, um, just if you look at the, the original trilogy and, and like, you know, Luke was written, that's basically George and to him telling his story. Yeah. So I mean, he grew up in Modesto. It's a small little, you know, town in central California out here. And, you know, and his whole thing was, I, I got to get out of town. I have to leave. Yeah. I, you know, I need to get out of here. His dad's sitting there going, no, don't go to Hollywood. It's just a bunch of fools, you know, stay up here. He's like, take over the family business or whatever. Yeah. So you look at Luke's arc and the original trilogy and everything. And it's basically him growing up and leaving and, yeah. you know, going to Hollywood. Like he leaves the farm. He has to go out there. He sets out to take on Hollywood and like, I'm doing this all independent. Damn. And so he takes on the empire. And so, you know, you see all those parallels between his early story and Luke in the first trilogy. And then, you know, and it, it's a shame. Cause like within a month of return of the Jedi releasing Lucas got divorced, his wife yeah. left him yeah. and she was half owner of Lucasfilm. So basically cleaned him out right after he basically yeah. set himself up for life. And it was all right, cool. I have the money. Let's make the prequels. Yeah. And she was like, boom, okay, well, I'm going to go raise my family and I'm going to just go hide for the next 20 years. <laughs> and that's basically what Lucas did. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the prequel trilogy and you can kind of parallel a lot of Anakin stuff that goes on with his life post Jedi. Yeah. Um, with Lucas or whatever. It's like, you know, he's fighting to keep his family together or whatever. And 
it's like, there's Anakin. It's like, cause he lost the, you know, lost his love and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, and there's a lot of parallels that kind of go on with that, and, you know, and the corruption and, you know, and Lucas had even like, and he'd said back in his early, in previous interviews and stuff like that, that, you know, the, he started with the original trilogy portion once it became the big epic yeah, because it was the fast paced action or whatever. And it's like, if he made one through three, like nobody was going to watch it because it's all, you know, how it was. Yep. And it's like, and that makes total sense. Um, but then you get from that aspect, and then you kind of look at it from the, and then you go to the sequel trilogy, and then what did Lucas do? He sold Star Wars to Disney, and then what happens to Luke? He's not there in the first movie. Yeah. So in a way, they kind of continue to parallel George Lucas' story as far as Lucas is concerned. It's like, oh, here you're out of Star Wars. So I see. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's so, a great point, dude. I never would have made that connection at all. Yeah. So I mean, I. I I, I can only recommend this book for anyone that's interested in Star Wars. And, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's a long, I mean, it was probably close to 25 hours as an audio book, which, Damn. you know, I wouldn't have been able to sit down. I have kids and it's like, I never would have been able to read it, but you know, listen to it here and there in my car or a little bit at work. And it's like, you know, you get through it and it's just like, wow, it was, it was really enlightening. It was really cool. It is mind blowing because we, we, we put this, we put this franchise on this pedestal and, you know, to some of us, it just feels like, reality it just feels like a part of your life I, I feel like sometimes we need that levity we need an outside perspective to kind of say you know it, it is just a product it is just a film and 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 this guy really didn't have anything planned out yeah he had the story but like he kind of did it as he went it's i don't know it kind of brings it down to to reality for me i i love hearing those stories because it's easy to take this so seriously sometimes but to to realize you know, it's it's no different than really other any story that we we generally hear, and and it has its faults. But man, following George Lucas's life, I never would have thought. You know, I would never would have looked at it as if Luke going away, hiding out. You know, thinking he failed, sold the company. <laughs> like it's just that's hilarious. I love it. Um, well, what else? You are you, you you so you were digging into the the old Republic books now. You're enjoying them, right? I mean, there's a lot of good dark side stuff there. Oh yeah, no, I mean, Darth Bane was awesome. It's you know, it was just something that you know I was always planning on getting into back before, but you yeah. know, with school and life and everything else, and I think those were releasing. Uh, I think around the time is the Darth Cadis series, maybe the end of the Yuuzhan Vong or whatever. So yeah. it was just one of those. Okay, I'm going to finish up everything post Star Wars before I go back to pre Star Wars. Yeah. And then once, and then once Disney sold or once it, Lucas sold everything to Disney, I was kind of like, no, oh, whatever. I'm not going to bother reading these things now. Cause they're not going to count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the same, at the same time, these are all the old Republic stuff's far enough back that they haven't done anything to totally contradict it. Yep. So hundred percent. You know, and they've admitted and yeah, they brought, you know, they've canonized Darth Bane. They've canonized the rule too. So it's like, it's, you know, they're going to pull a lot of the stuff from it when they do officially canonize it. So, you know, let's see what changes. A hundred percent. So, so it brings me to my next question. There's, there's been some, some chatter this week. I don't know where it came from. You've got, you got these, these networks talking about, it's, people have been talking about this for years now, creating an old Republic movie. People have wanted for a long time to to either tell the story as it was told in the video games and the books, or you know use use the story itself and pick and choose what you want. Use the best parts and and, and write a new story. Supposedly, Brent, that is happening in twenty twenty three. Do you buy it? Is this is this just is this just chatter? Could could Lucasfilm 
secretly be creating an Old Republic movie next year and not have said a damn word about it. It's possible, but I mean, I haven't heard anything about Keanu being physically and actually cast as Darth Revan. So, you know, and, you know, Keanu, he's just pretty open about that, that sort of stuff. Granted, this is Disney. They're going to lock him down as much as possible. But, yeah, you know, I think Matrix is done filming, so he would be available. And, you know, as long as it's, you know, Revan, that'd be cool. I mean, if you're not going to, I mean, there's, that's the problem. The Old Republic is such a massive time span. I mean, you have yeah. 3,000 years from the time of Darth Revan to Sidious. And then Bane's a thousand years back and you got 2000 years yeah. in between them. And it's like, well, everyone wants Revan. Everyone wants Bane. So if you're going to go in the middle and just bring up some other random Sith Lord, it's like, why'd you bother? It's like, yeah. you know, either go back and do Revan or start there with Bane. But it seems like the Bane stuff might be handled a little bit more with the Acolyte. Yeah. Um, since that deals a little bit more with the rule of two and stuff like that. Um, so I'm hoping this old Republic goes far enough back that they're actually going to dig Revan out of there and bring Malik in and, you know, go take on the empire. That would be awesome. I mean, that'd be tough to do in a single movie. And that's the problem. It's like, you know, is this the launch of the trilogy? Yeah. Because, you know, you know, the old Republic in one movie, you're not going to, I mean, unless it's a three hour, you know, three and change, which rise of Skywalker should have been, then, you know, you're, you're not going to get it done. You're not going to be able to develop anything. And if you're going to rely on all the books to build the backstory of the characters before the movie comes out, then everyone that goes to watch it with the exception of a super nerd, you're going to be like, what the hell is that? Exactly. It, it would not know what's going to go. On. It would have to be a trilogy or something, but I, th- I think we're finding out, some of my favorite you know stories now are these these drawn out television series and yeah like game of thrones and those those are easy references where they have 10 seasons or whatever to to really flesh out this story but uh, even newer stuff like there's this there's a silly show on apple tv called invasion and i'm loving it and they're doing weekly releases but it's such a slow you just want these aliens to come and just wreck shit and there'd be this epic battle but they're taking their time with individual characters around the world and fleshing out their stories and, and you're, you're connecting to them as humans and you haven't even really freaking seen an alien after four hours of the freaking show so far. So I love that they can take their time with it and it's captivating and they, they have the technology, they have the budget now to do it. So it would have to be, a, if they're going to do a feature film, it's got to be a trilogy. Like I don't, like you said, there's so much going on. There's so much depth to those characters and there's so much to explain about that time period because as much as like we know about Star Wars and the time period, I remember when Solo was coming out and we went to Cleveland to hear um, Rebel Force Radio. They were doing a live uh, podcast, a live show there and talking about the premiere and we went and got some food at some restaurant. I think I had a solo in Ohio or whatever shirt. And someone came in like, so where's this? Is this like, you know, is this like after, you know, the last Star Wars movie? I'm like, no one has a freaking clue where this thing's taking place. So they're going to have to like set this thing up. People are going to have to know what the hell is going on. How does it tie into Star Wars? Like there's a lot to share and a lot to explain for, for just the common folk that they're going to need to come and actually see this movie for it to be successful. So I don't know. Is it enough for them to do something big like that on Disney Plus? I, I, I don't know. That, I feel like that would be a much bigger production than the Book of Boba Fett or even the Mandalorian. I feel like that would have to be pretty massive. But I, I don't know. I, I I think it's possible. But like you said, if they're going to do it, you're going to piss off a lot of people if you go back in time that far and you don't use those characters at all. Like yeah, like you said, what's yeah, the well, point? I mean, yeah, I mean Revan's canon because he was one of the statues exactly. in. And Exegol. Yep. So, I mean, that's where he got canonized. Bane got canonized the same way. I can't remember who the other two were there. I think one of them was Nihilus, but I don't recall exactly. And yeah. the fourth one totally escapes me. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, even in Clone I mean, Wars, there's, there, yeah, there's some stuff there in Clone Wars that um, Dave Filoni is wanting to do. They end up cutting it, but having some some um, some uh, Revan and um, oh, who was the other one? Was it? I think it was Bane. I don't know, but there was some cut stuff. So yeah, it's definitely they're definitely canon. Um, but it's just yeah, I don't know. It, I don't think there's any way they could be doing something in secret like this. I mean, for how much has been spoiled in recent Star Wars productions, it's like there's no way there has to be. I don't know, and maybe this is it coming out. I have no idea, but for them next year to shoot something and it come out in 2023, and we have no idea until now. I don't know. It's hard to believe, but maybe they're learning yeah, from I their mean, mistakes, you know, <laughs> and not making a big deal out of it like the sequel trilogy. And like, let's take our time with it. Let's you know, let's make the story right, and then. We can let you guys know we're doing something and not, hey, we're going to do this, you know, all these movies and not really plan anything out. Like, take your time with it. I don't know. You you were saying, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, because I know Taika Waititi, he was supposed to have a Star Wars film, so I don't yep. know if this is his and just he was ready to go and Patty Jenkins wasn't with Rogue One, which is why they, you yeah. know, flip-flopped because I thought, you know, Taika's was supposed to be afterwards. So, I mean, that could be it. And, you know, so they might be on par and just ready to go. And just all they have to do is cast it and yeah. start shooting. And, you know, they're good to go. And I, I thought it was supposed to be a theatrical release and not a Disney Plus yeah. yep. sort of movie. But, you know, who knows how that'll change down the road and stuff like that. Well, and so that that's what, I, the, that's what the stories were saying is that is that Rogue Squadron was getting pushed back to 2024. So, right. I, I don't know. It's a lot of big Star Wars content in a couple of years. But I, it's going to be – I'm down for it. But – I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard to believe. It's the freaking internet. Everything seems like a lie. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Oh. Sure, I mean, we got a lot of Star Wars coming out in the next couple of years anyway. So, Dude, you ain't kidding. And let's talk about it a little bit. You, you, you got to see the book of Boba Fett. And I, I shared my thoughts, as did you know Luke and Holly, and I think we were a little underwhelmed by the teaser trailer. And we'll call it a teaser trailer because that's what it was. It's under two, it's under two minutes. I think it, was, it felt like a teaser trailer to me. A little underwhelming. What, what, what did you think, man? Did it get you excited uh, at least enough to say, I mean, you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it. But did, did it get you pumped? I mean, I, I was definitely interested in it. I mean, it was nice to see all the different characters. I mean, it, obviously, yeah. they're set on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, it gave absolutely, you know, other than that he's dealing with the underworld, There's it gave no information about what the series is going to be about. Yeah. And they kind of did the same thing with the Mandalorian. I mean, we all thought it was going to be him out there hunting bounties or whatever, and it turned into the Baby Yoda show. That's true. So true day you know, one who knows what i mean i mean he, he he could be going through the underworld to try and find omega who the hell knows can you imagine <laughs> not on the mic dude <laughs> can you imagine i, I mean yeah there would be a lot of people would be pissed off by that yeah. but i think it'd be fascinating <laughs> yeah so i mean who knows i mean I, i'm looking forward to it i mean it looked nice i mean it, the the visuals looked really good uh, yeah. it's going to be action-packed because you know it's you know, that's how they set Boba up in his return from in the Mandalorian. So, For sure. you know, if he's not out there whooping ass, then people are going to be like, what? what? I was like, I didn't tune into this to watch him play, you know, what was his name? The, the horse king that's all controlled by Saruman. <laughs> Sorry, I'm crossing over here, but it always happens. It, that's what I'm saying. This is this. I feel like we're a blended podcast. We really talk about the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. So that's fair. Who was the horse? King? That's a. Uh... Watch it. Holly's going to probably yell here in a second. The, the, uh, Eowyn's uh, uncle. A- is it Eowyn? Eowyn, yeah. Eowyn, Arwen? I don't know. There's, Arwen. They all sound the same. She just yelled it. Arwen, <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Holly. The cry for Gondor. <laughs> the horn cries for Gondor. I have one of those things. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, 
But uh, so you, you're excited for it. Now you had, <laughs> I mentioned to you before we got started that, uh, you know, I was a little underwhelmed with the trailer. I was kind of expecting more. And you had a little picture of your own that I thought a thousand percent they should have went with. <laughs> what would your pitch been for the teaser? Oh, they should have just shown the Sarlacc pit for 30 seconds. And then nothing happened. They just fade to black. No hand, no nothing, just the Sarlacc pit. And then book, book of Boba Fett splash on the screen and fade to black. I mean, oh, that would have been priceless. That, that would have been like, ooh, because you would have been like just waiting. Yes. Like, I, I, mean, I know I'd been at the edge of the seat going, like, when's he coming out? Like, how, how jarred up is his face going to be? Is he still in the armor? Exactly. And, you know, just, oh, dude. And that would have left me going, I want some more. Right. Like, I just like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm a hypocrite sometimes because I'm like, don't tell me too much. But then when they don't tell me anything, I'm like, man, that was a boring ass trailer. But <laughs> if you just sort of Sarlock pit with potentially like, is an arm going to shoot out of the sand? Like what's going to that would leave me on my seat, even if it was for a minute. We're just watching this thing smack its lips and it's got its toes. Cool. I'm down. But like. The inti- I would just be wait. I'd be, oh my god! I know exactly what you're showing me. I know what's going on, and I'm pumped for it. And it costs you nothing. So I, I mean, I think yeah. that's a great pitch. I mean, I want to know is I mean, is Cobb Vanth going to be cruising into town one day and be like, dude, what are you doing with my armor, He's man? Like, dude, I need I that, that back. back. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like the paint job and all, but dude, exactly. Like I stole that from some Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to see Timothy Oliphant continue in Star Wars. I I really like him a lot, and if he doesn't wear the yeah. armor and he just comes and hangs out, he's a sidekick. I'd be down for that. He he can offer a little humor because that's I don't know. I, I'm a little worried, Brent, about Tamara Morrison. I mean, I, I love him. I think he was great, you know, as, as Django Fett, and I, he did a great job in in the Mandalorian. But him as a lead role, you know, kind of concerns me a little bit. I think they're going to have to supplement him with some characters i think that's a, a big reason why we got um oh god what's her name Fennec shan i feel like that's a big reason mm-hmm. why we have her and her character seems really cool but you know she, it, it's a nice compliment to him i, I feel like it's it's nice and right. but i think they're going to need more of that right do you have any concerns with with uh Tamora just kind of running this thing i mean anything like that no i mean as long as it didn't turn into like a sopranos and he's tony where yeah. he's just, you know, sitting around giving orders and not actually getting involved in anything, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And if nothing else, then I think, you know, Mando season three is right afterwards is what yeah, the plan that's is. True. Or, that's true. And or no, not Andor, but then Kenobi's down yeah. the road and then Andor after that and then Ahsoka. I mean, I, I don't even know what the time frames are anymore. They just keep Same. casting and announcing stuff. <laughs> So, I mean, like, I think Hayden Christensen is going to be just about as busy as Tomorrow Morrison is in, dude, in the Star Wars universe, sounds like. The renaissance of Hayden Christensen is just, it's its amazing. I, I think we were all shocked by by the announcement for Kenobi. It makes sense. I think that could be really dramatic. I'm waiting, waiting for something to drop. Maybe, maybe it would be Disney Plus Day. That would be freaking insane. I don't even know when that is. I heard it's a thing. But Disney Plus Day supposedly going to have some Star Wars stuff next Friday. Okay, we're going to be waiting. We're going to be waiting patiently because a teaser. What would you want to see? You you dropped that in the group the other day, Brent. What would you want to see out of an Ovi teaser? Oh, geez, I don't know. Like I was saying, is as long as he's on Tatooine. If they show him on yeah. any other planet than Tatooine, not going to make gonna sense. Open up a, yeah, that's got a bigger can of worms than yep. having Vader, Anakin in the show itself. Yeah, um, but you know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm sure it's just going to be, you know, him 
meditating, Vader meditating and yeah. you know, something like that. And it'll just show them and then show the screen. It'll be, you know, a 30 second quick. Shit. Here's the two sons coming up. Show some little blonde haired kid running across the stands. Like, Oh, that's probably Luke. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that's what we'll wind up saying. You know, who knows? We might not even get a Vader shot and stuff like that, but yeah, just cause I mean, I think, I think if we, they do show Vader, it'll give away how he's involved in the movie. Cause true. Yeah. Or in the show. Cause I, you know, we're all assuming it's going to be some sort of flashback. Yep. But, you know, if there's an actual and I, I would doubt that in the teaser, they're going to show the two of them actually physically together yeah. because that would be like, oh, uh, why did you just show me the very end of the show, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I cannot. I, this is going to it's going to be major hype. Like, but, I think I, I loved what Holly was was saying in the group, like what she would want to see. I think and it, it really what she was saying i all i could picture was the youtube video obi-wan with ptsd it's one of the best edits of any star wars compilation i've ever seen in my life just old school obi-wan oh, you know talking to luke and talking about the dark the dark the dark times and all the flashbacks to him and anakin and them fight i would love for them to show just quick scenes of just them confronting each other on Mustafar, just like to remind us what the hell happened. And then a quick shot of Obi-Wan. I don't know if he's in his hut, you know, maybe he's in the Mm -hmm. same goddamn place. He was in a new hope, scratching his beard, just eyes bugged out. Just like thinking about this. I I, I would love that. I, I just jumped in really fast, but you talking about showing Vader, I'd be down. Let's just, just show us the back of Vader in his meditation chamber, right? They're just kind of, con- they're connecting some way in the floor. They can sense each other or something and you can just feel that. And it just ends. I'd be, de- that'd be major hype. I'd be so down. That yeah. would be mind blowing. That'd be cool. I mean, cause this is like what, 10 years yeah. afterwards. It's like right in the middle between the two of them, whatever. So, I mean, yep. I, I, you know, if it was, even if it was just you and McGregor sitting there with his robe on yeah. with the twin sons setting in the background and just tears running down his face. Dude, that would, uh, I mean, that would, that would get me just like, cause I mean, cause 10 years in and, and he's still having that much effect on him that he's still tearing up just thinking about it. And it's like, dude, I, you know, that he's having issues at that point in time. I can't freaking wait, dude. I can't freaking, it's going to be so emotional. Oh my God. I just can't wait for it. I can't wait till we get, have a little more to talk about. And that teaser does drop at some point. It's just, boy, the internet's going to break that day. I can feel it. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um, also, Brent, we learned that Hayden is going to show up at some point in the Ahsoka series. No idea as to what that could be. Flashbacks. I, I, we don't really know what we're getting. Apparently the Hollywood reporters confirmed that this is happening. What do you think about that? Yeah, it makes sense, right? That they had such a close Mm -hmm. relationship that he would somehow play a part in her own series. But what I was telling Holly and Luke, it, it concerns me a little bit because I feel like this is the time to tell Ezra's story too. At this point, for where like if she's looking for Thrawn, she's looking for Ezra. At least I think. So there's a lot to be you, right. You would think that they're either together or around the same place. Like I don't know, man. I felt like we were we were going to get something with that continuation of that story, but now we're talking about well, Hayden's coming back. It's like I don't know. I feel like that could muddy it a little bit for me. What do you think about it? I, I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, it's more likely we're going to see some flashbacks yeah. back to, you know, her as an apprentice and stuff like that, which, yeah. um, you know, that'll be kind of cool, whatever. I'm assuming 
you know, I think it would be bitching to see a live action flashback of that's the, what I want of the, of her going getting poor, pulled into the portal. Uh, from the, the, the season two finale of, yeah. of uh, Rebels. Yeah. Um, you get the live action of him, so that way you can get him and Vader's suit, because yeah. that would that's the only time that those two interacted when he was in the suit. All the other times, it was Anakin. Boy. Um, so you get something like that. Um, I think it, it could be interesting if, you know, if they're doing, again, flashbacks and stuff like that to where, you know, after that fight when he knows that she's there, but then, you know, he doesn't know that she survived, I don't think. So, you know, yeah. maybe... If, you know, around the time of, say, Empire Strikes Back or whatever, maybe he finds out in his search for Luke, he finds out that she, that she survived as well. Yeah. Um, and then maybe there's like a meditation sort of connection similar to what might have gone in Kenobi or whatever between the two of them. Yeah. Um, um, or something like that. But I mean, other than that, I, I don't know how you could do it without totally, you know, messing up timelines and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. I, I would love to see the live action flashbacks dude i yeah you nail awesome. it and then you know and 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 especially to tie it into ezra or whatever because yeah. ezra's the one that pulls her out it's a great then, point you know and that even if that if that opens up that's how the series starts is that fight ezra rips her out and now she's explaining why she's got to go find ezra because she owes him his life dude can you oh, imagine i mean how great of an opening would that be it was just vader and ahsoka just and you I mean, know it just what opens with lightsabers ablaze and flying I would be so I mean, awesome. You know when they're in the temple and it's kind of closed off at this point and and he's getting ready to to um go at her I, you know it, it ends with him I think coming at her and she like blocks him or whatever but there's a moment where his isn't his mask all jacked up and you can see his eyes yeah, she and part of his, face. his mask. Dude, yeah, she slashes me. Show us that. Show us Hayden Christensen's face popping out of that thing with yellow eyes. That's perfect. Show me that scene, and I think that would be so compelling. And like you said, what a cool way to introduce uh, our little hero Ezra in that moment. Boy, I, they I want to see flashbacks in live action so much of animated stuff, and I think that's the most compelling one. If you want to, if you want to recognize that's Hayden Christensen under there, give him that moment. Oh my, and it could look so cool with the temple all around him and shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Somebody please listen to this podcast and make it happen. I just, oh, my God. That'd be perfect, dude. So that I'm okay with. A huge role of Anakin's. I don't know. That kind of take me out of it. But if you're going to show us exactly, you know, why she's in the situation that she's in, why she's looking for Ezra, I think that sets it up perfectly, That knowing that, like, this is Anakin's apprentice. Yes, you are familiar with that story. And he now knows she's alive, and all, like I, I think that would be a great way to kind of connect everything, and it would just work. It would work with you know where we saw Ahsoka before we saw her in the Mandalorian, and and they could make that work with with uh, Rosario Dawson. I think that could work well. Oh boy, a couple of you know uh, some good potential, some good potential, and what a what a renaissance for uh, for Hayden Christensen if if he comes back and and this is the kind of shit that we see. I, I mean, we'll welcome him back with open arms. I, I'm just, I'm here for it. Freaking here for it. Yeah. I just keep waiting to hear the leak that Ray Parks in the Ahsoka series. I'm like, dude, we're going to get the mall battle. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be pretty sick. I would be down for it. I'd be down yeah, for it. Get the live action because you already got Bo-Katan 
already yeah. cast in live action. That's true. So, you know, you just start off with the Siege of Mandalore and just kind of, you know, do that. Oh, that's your opening right there. It's like, here's the Ahsoka flashback to get her caught up on where she's currently at. And it's like, okay, starting with the Siege of Mandalore and the mall fight. Yeah. And so you got her association with the Mandalorians and then yeah. fade into, you know, into the, the Vader fight. And then Ezra yeah. rips her out and then introduce all the characters. Because you put it in the temple and you don't have to cast... You know, anyone for Kanan, you don't have to cast the seventh or, you know, any of the other Inquisitors yeah. that are out there at the time. True. Um, well, I guess you could have, at that point, you could have Ray Park because Maul's with him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, you know, you cast Freddy to come in and play Kanan or whatever, or whoever <laughs> you get to play him. And I, you could just have him, like, just the little flash as the door closes on the outside. That'd be sick. And then the battle starts. And, That'd then, be you know, you could sick. tie it all in with just a quick, you know, even like just a 15-minute montage of the first episode. To, yeah. So lay the groundwork. This is where Ahsoka's been. Dude, that would be for all the people that don't watch the cartoons and like, who yeah. the hell is this? Like this? What does she have to do with? She's Grogu? been through what? some shit. Yes, she yeah, has. You, you. <sighs> Dude, I, I would be so down for it. Could be done. It could be great if they do it right. Now, I mean, they 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 got to bring Satine in or Satine that uh, Sabine Sa- Red. Oh, Sabine, right? Like they've yeah. got to they've got to bring her. That, that's the thing. It's it's gonna have to be because when those if two going to. Yeah, if they're going to look they for, to go find them, they leave so together, they right? Together. So they're, I mean, yeah. that opens if they're not together, that opens up a whole other load of questions in the story that needs to be told. But like, she's gonna have to have a significant role in this. Like, if she has, if if Ahsoka hasn't found Thrawn yet, then she likely hasn't found Ezra. I mean, or maybe, maybe they have, and she's, I don't, I don't know. But what would be, what would be the I, point well, of going I mean, after Thrawn, right? At that point, if they found Ezra, like. Why would you care? I guess he he's a threat. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it almost seemed like that Mandalorian episode set up that last scene at the finale of Rebels. Is like she just learned where Thrawn is. Now she goes back to get Sabine, yeah. and then they're leaving. So it's like, and actually, so that's how much time actually you know transpired at the, that last episode of Rebels. Yeah, is, you know, it's been five years. She just found out where Thrawn is, and it's like, hey, Sabine, let's yeah. go. Shows up in the cloak, and <sighs> yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we're gonna stop off at Harris. We gotta borrow our ship. <laughs> It'd be cool to see a live action Hera too. I'd be yeah. down for that. Um, you know, Jason. You know, I mean, yeah, because you know, Jason's <laughs> hiding in the back of the ghost, and now Harris got to go find him. So you get the entire crew back together. Oh, I just can't imagine, dude. Take a little, little run, pick up, pick up Callus and Zeb. Oh, god. That way, you know, you replace Kanan since he's not on the crew anymore. You got Callus in there because uh, they're all buddy buddy and stuff like that. And you know, you get the gang, you get the band back together. I think it'll cause be a little mayhem. So epic! It'd be so, at least at least reference them. I, I think that would be that'd be so cool. I'd be down for it. Um, crap! There was something else I was going to ask you about it now, but I don't recall. What what else are you what else are you excited about, Brent? Anything in particular that you, you've got on your mind besides anything we've talked about? Uh, dude, I don't know. I just Visions was awesome. Dude. I can't get enough. Oh of that my show. god, I know. I keep going back and watching it, and it's like you know, I keep I keep picking up more things every time I watch yeah. it. I mean, I listened to you guys talk in the last council, um, especially about um, the Ninth Jedi. And, you know, there's just stuff that happened in the episode, like, you know, her lightsaber, I didn't even realize that it shifted to green as she was in the middle of fighting or whatever. It's yeah. like, I went back, I'm like, oh, shit, you guys are right. And I'm like, and, it's, and just watching that one again after you guys were talking about it, just all the stuff that, I mean, I had watched it probably three or four times before yeah. then. And it was like, and like, I still, there's stuff I go back and I watch. I'm like, oh, dude, that was awesome. It's like, and, you know, pick up these little nuance here and there. It's awesome and then, because you know, it, and, it, it's not, it's not like, 
I'll throw on Star Wars and I'll clean the house. It's just nice to have it on, right? But that show is so rewatchable to where you want to sit down and you're you're going to pick on some pick up on something new every time. And we don't have that a lot in Star Wars. It's great that we have something like that that we can revisit and we're just like engaged with it every time. It's that it's that deep. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's something about each episode that, I mean, they're all different, but there's something different about each one that I completely loved. And it's like, Absolutely. there's not a bad episode. There's ones that aren't, you know, they're like, yeah, eh, that was cool. I'll, I'll skip this one. But yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember what the name of the episode is, but I mean, I I, enjoy, I really enjoy the Ronin one, the very, the very first one, the duel. Yeah. I just thought that was, you know, done really well. And just uh, the graphic style. And then, you know, and you got the wackiness of the twins, which, you know, that's kind yeah. of the fan service anime, as you yeah. guys are saying. Uh, the Village Bride was awesome. Yeah, you know, the ninth Jedi is probably my favorite, followed closely by uh, Toby two one B two B one, or you know whatever his name. Ooh. The little I want to be a Jedi dude. And it's like, dude, it's like it's just such great storytelling and stuff like that. And there's like, and you know, and there's a lot of it. I mean, the one with the old guy, um, that one really had like a lot of the High Republic kind of vibe yeah. feel to it. Basically, you know, based on the way they're dressed and stuff like 100%. that. And there's kind of the, the Jedi mannerisms and stuff like that. And then just the fact that you know there weren't any Sith around, so he was like. You know, he's like, oh, that technique when he starts to do the lightning bolt, like it hasn't yeah. been seen for, you know, 500 years. So, yep. I mean, it kind of had that vibe of like, oh, this is really good. And then, you know, I thought the kid was dead or whatever. And then, you know, yeah. there he is standing at the end. I'm like, oh, good. He saved him. Cool. <laughs> um, but, you know, that one was good. Uh, La Pinocho. I think that one was great. Yeah. Um, I think that one, that was basically Ray's story is the way I kind of look at that one. Yeah. Because, you know, she's the one from outside the family that's accepted into it. Yeah. Um, great point. Skywalker. Great point. And, you know, and, and, it, and there was a lot of them that kind of told, you know, the story kind of like from bringing in, you know, the outsider and, you know, making them feel accepted and stuff like that. And a hundred percent. Yeah. They, they're all super duper good. Are there any that really surprised you? Like one going in, you were like, I don't think this is going to be really my cup of tea, but you, you found yourself intrigued. Any, anyone specifically? Tatooine Rhapsody, man. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Finally, someone right. understands. Like I just. It was just fun, man, and it felt it, I mean, it felt good. Yeah, I mean that, that's basically it's that was fallen order. <laughs> he, but he didn't. But he wasn't being chased by inquisitors. He just happened <laughs> to get out. I mean, that was like you know, if Kanan would have like not met Hera, yeah, he would have been. That's the, the kind of crap he would have been doing. Because <laughs> I mean, that's what he was doing when he met Hera. He was that's just hanging out point. in bars and having a good time. It's that's like, a great that's, point, man. That was Kanan. It's like, and it, it, it was great. I mean, you, I mean, you got Boba Fett back there nodding his head. Yeah, oh, and, tapping you know, his foot, calling Jabba out. It's like, are you going to kill us? Or you know, everyone's watching. Exactly. Sign us up. What's going on, dude? I, I like, it was great. There was so much to. It. I, it's just, it was fun. Like I thought the music was great and stuff. But yeah, it just, it surprised me just how, I don't know. How how emotional it could have been, just these these, because it was just another story of family too, but it was in a different way, and and like you were talking about with Jabba, like they were going out, you know, out on a limb and saying, hey, like, well, not really. I mean, they were thinking they were playing their last show, but they were trying to save their friend, and then even Jabba, like, I don't know, man, like that's risky. We know Jabba's a big bad guy, but. He still has a reputation, right? He's got a. He's got. Was he gonna kill these kids right in front of the, the Boutique Classic? No, I just thought it was. It was so cool, man. That was a huge surprise to me, and it, I don't know if it was my favorite, but like it just. I don't know something different, and it felt good. Like it was just fun, and and I think yeah, exactly some of them. You know, so there were so many like 
just deep stories and even dark stories at times. So it was nice to start off with that one, but it just, I don't know. It shocked the hell out of me, man. Shocked the hell out yeah, of me. And was, I think it was the last one. Um, the, the one where the, the guy kills his fiance and gets the power to save her. It's like, yeah. that was like, this is what could have happened to Anakin. Yeah. Palpatine wasn't full of shit. Hundred percent. It's like, yeah, he's would have probably would have still gone with him, but you know, yeah, Padme would have lived, and you know, that's like, you know, if like I said, if Palpatine wasn't full of shit, that was that was Anakin's story right there. I'm like, oh, dude, it was so good just to see that from a totally different aspect, and then yes. have it actually pay off. And it's like, oh, but it's still just, yeah, so just him, tragic, like, right? Putting her in the other in the in the guard suit, and he's the one that actually kills her, and you're like yep. trying to fight the vision the whole time, and it's like, and you get back into that repeating theme of you know, visions are misinterpreted all the time all by the everybody. Time. Doesn't matter who it is. Even Palpatine can't even read the vision. Absolutely. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Exactly. And it was, it was almost the same premise. Just, you know, with, I mean, almost exactly what happened, you know, partner dies, you're trying to save him, but just like the consequences of it all. And and it was, even though he took a different path, it was ultimately still tragic, man. A lot of times that's the story of the dark side. Somehow yep. Brent is still kicking it and succeeding with dark side energy, and that doesn't you're you're you're, an, you're abnormal, Brent. That doesn't usually happen with the dark side people who embrace the dark side. They, they ultimately usually end in failure. But you're finding a way. I got time. Palpatine was in power for quite some time before he crashed and burned. So you know, I still got a little bit. <laughs> I got my comeuppance coming probably, but you know. <laughs> That's a fun while we can. And that's, that's with, with that story of that elder, man, I, I, there there wasn't a whole lot to that one either, but I did love what they did with, with that Sith guy. And just ultimately he, he, he did, he had so much power, but he got bested and he died and he became Ash. Like it, what a, what a story on just like, like the difference between the dark side and the light side and, and what really matters to them. I thought, and they're, and you know, the dark sides focus on power and lust and stuff. Like that. I thought that was super, super amazing that they could tell that story in such a short little short story. Like it was incredible. Like we, we, it took, you know, it took like George Lucas to, to share such themes and, and a trilogy, but they, they were able to convey that theme and, and, and really effectively in a short little animated series. That one blew my mind. It's, but, oh. it, but it took me sitting talking about it with you guys and watching them multiple times to really to have that set in. And it's just, what a cool experience, man. What a cool experience. Yeah, I mean, all the stories they told in under 20 minutes, and they're all just Ugh. like, dude. It's insane. Biggest surprise yeah. in my Star Wars experience. I, 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 I mean, obviously learning just like the big, you know, things and, and with, 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 with Darth Vader being looks that stuff is expected, but man, one of the biggest surprises I've ever had in star Wars, I, I just did not think that I was going to really enjoy this, but sometimes you just got to give things a chance, man. Gotta give them a chance. Right. <sighs> what else is going on besides visions? I mean, you've watched them all, right? You've, you finished it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I watched them all that night and multiple times. I mean, I was planning on being on the last council. It just, you know, life <laughs> had to slay some Jedi. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yep. So, <sighs> Anything yeah, else? There's robes all over the house. No, <laughs> no that's <laughs> just empty robes, just everywhere. That would be a terrifying scene. That would be terrifying. That's what I think I might just do that for Halloween next year. Just throw robes all over the front yard. And just a, a, a glowing lightsaber out there in the middle of it all. 
that would be that would be amazing. Please make that happen. I don't know where you're gonna get so many Jedi robes, but I right, just dive some brown. I got a bunch Fine. of journals rolling towels in the dirt. Nobody will know. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. Um, Brent, anything else going on, man? Anything else you want to talk about? Dude, oh, who knows? I mean, we could sit here all night and talk about stuff. But a thousand percent. I don't know. I mean. I finally started dabbling into Fallen Order. Oh, so I've, I've made it to Jasmine. So I, you know, eventually I'll finish the game, and I can actually listen to the uh, the Patreon exclusive <laughs> you guys laid down last year. <laughs> Been trying to avoid that one for the, the story spoilers, even though I know mostly about what goes on in the game, but I want to experience it before I hear you guys' two bits. Dude, <laughs> you're getting into some interesting stuff with Dathomir. Oh, such but, a good... No, I mean, that game is great. I mean, I just put it on easy so I can just burn through the story or whatever, yep. but it, it's so much fun and it's so engaging. And, yep. you know, I'm waiting. I mean, you know, I haven't even gotten that far into the game and I'm already looking forward to number two whenever they decide to bring oh. it out. And What are you thinking you of know? that story, man? Like, I feel like I've never had... I've, I mean, I've played a lot of Star Wars games, but I've never played a Star Wars game that felt so much like Star Wars. You know, like, it's cool playing Battlefront or something, doing the big battles, and it's awesome. But, like, man, this had the story of found family, the characters. I don't even remember what the pilot guy's name was. He cracks me up. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I can't remember what his name was. But just, like, are you loving that story, man? Is it really connecting with you? It is. I mean, it's really, really good. I mean, it it basically, you know, it fills in some of the gaps of what are these Jedi, the few of them that did survive order yeah. 66, how are they making it through? And yeah. the fact that, Oh, there's a list out there that might have more. And, you know, obviously you got to keep that out of the empire's hands or whatever. And, yeah. you know, it'd be interesting to see if they kind of spin that list into Ahsoka and then, you know, get it into Luke's hands somehow or whatever like that. So yeah. where that's the basis for his next temple and stuff like that and yeah. rebuilding the Jedi, and, you know, after Grogu or whatever else is going on there and his little yellow saber. <laughs> I can't wait for you. I thought that was interesting that, you know, that they released it as a yellow Kyber crystal. And, you know, considering that the only other yellow saber we see is Ray's and, uh, what's his name? The, um, uh, the lead inquisitor when he was still a Jedi. Yep. Yeah. Cause he was the, the yeah, they were the, 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 yeah, those, those guards used them. Yeah. And that's, can you imagine Ray and just Grogu just running out there side by side, double yellow lightsabers. I'd be down. I mean, creating a new temple, you know, Grogu's got some gray whiskers on him now, looking like Yoda more and more. I'd be down for that. Dude, I cannot wait for you to finish Fallen Order. The moment you do, we got to talk about because that ending is fantastic. The ending is freaking fantastic. I cannot wait. I'm so glad you're doing it and that it hasn't completely been spoiled for you because, boy, it's everywhere. Phrasing. Um, No, I've tried. (laughs) Tried to avoid it. Uh, what else is going on? Have you delved into any of the High Republic stuff yet at all? Oh, yeah. I got all those caught up. Um, the Shoot. most recent books, I mean, it started a little slow, which, you know, yeah. when you're, whenever you're setting stuff up, it kind of does. Yeah. Um, you you know, you got to introduce a lot of characters and set up the backstory or whatever. But I think the most recent book, the, the last one that came out, I mean, that one took a dark turn. Yeah. I mean, you, you polished off a bunch of Jedi in the first one, but they started really... Yeah, getting rid of some in the second one or what or in this uh, most latest edition. I'm not sure. You know, I know there's a bunch of excerpts that are out from the next book that is coming, yeah. but I try to avoid them just because, you know, I don't know where they're going to fall into place. I'd rather just get the book and just take it all in in one shot. But Absolutely. no, I've been really enjoying it. Um, Good. I think 
they need to stop talking about hyperspace <laughs> because it gets more and more confusing every time they try and explain how it works. Because yeah. before it made sense. Yep. You go to light speed and you show up at the other end. It's like, you know, you yeah. calculate, you figure your nav computer is what it's doing is like star here, star there, star there, zigzag in between. So yep. I don't hit nothing. But now there's like, you know, all these weird, well, you got to set this thing up and it's like this separate little reality that you fly through and whatever, yeah. but then you can crisscross because that's what the Nile do. And it's like, yep. I just shush, just yeah. let me travel at light speed with faster because you know that's what the Falcon does. <laughs> just point five past light speed. Yeah, we, we, so, I didn't I mean, know just, it was so complicated. Just let me go from point A to point B. Yeah, I, yeah. Just stop talking about it. You're messing stuff up. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's, it's turned into a freaking Timothy Zahn novel here. Just going into all these intricacies about the. Uh, okay, Timothy, relax. We get it. Science, kind of, not real right. science, but science. Yeah, I I need to I need to get back into it. I I, I put I put um, Claudia Gray's down. Um, God knows why we've had so many things going on with the baby and and trees and projects. So I, I put it down. I need to get back into it. I I, I got to say that out loud on the box on the cast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you missed the last episode okay. that aired. We we announced it there too. So yeah, yeah, big time. Oh, no, I didn't hear you. I heard the episode. I didn't hear you say anything about it. On what? Episode, so I didn't know if you had said that off air. You must have missed it, unless it was off have. air. Then that would be really embarrassing. And then yeah, everyone now knows. But yeah, baby's well, coming. Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> um, big time spoiler <laughs> alert! It's gonna be a big time spoiler alert for me come January first. So that is going to or if be. If not, you know, edit this out. We're at one oh three into the call. <laughs> Mark that down in the notes. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to get back into it because I, I actually enjoyed um, Light of the Jedi more than I think a lot of people did. I, I thought it felt to me it. I could see where we were. I could. I, I don't know for how vast the you know the story was at that point with so many different people in different places with this thing happening. It still felt connected. I thought it, it felt it felt good, and then I've just kind of. Granted, I'm only three books in, but I was just. I was losing interest fast, and I don't know why. Could have been circumstances. So I need to get back into it and give it another chance because I've enjoyed so much what these authors have already put out. And I'm just like, am I really getting bored with the Claudia Gray book right now? What the hell's happening? So I've got to get. I got to start it over. I've got to start. Was, over. Have you been reading the Justina Ireland ones as well? The the YA. Yep, I read the books. the the second one that came out. Um, oh God, now I forget. I forget what that was. I can't remember the names of all of them. See, I can't either. I've been reading too much Star Wars. They're all blurred together. I know. I know. I'll find it. But, yeah, I read the second second young uh, book that came out, and I thought it was fun. I I thought it it would be a good book for kids and making choices. Um, Mm It wasn't too captivating, but I was like, yeah, that's fun. I get it. Um, I know the the, the most recent one, they really started to tie her characters that she introduced into the larger story, which I thought was, you know – I think that was really cool and the way they're kind of doing it there where, you know, you have where all the other authors are writing about whatever's going on in the main group of characters, but her stuff seems to be, I'm going to follow this young Jedi and we're just going to kind of cruise on through and see what she's getting herself into. See, I think that's awesome. I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah. And she's got a light whip. I mean, who's got a light whip? That's awesome. See, that was sick. And I I fell in love with the art, the, the, the few, the few pages they had that had some artwork in the cover. I like, I saw that cover. I was like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this artwork. And yeah, the light whip was freaking sweet. Um, but, but you're right. I like that they're letting her run with this character and kind of just like, 
you know, just like Dave Filoni had with like Ahsoka, like letting her grow up and 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 con- let her continue to write those stories. I think that's fantastic, and I could tell that's what they were doing because she was growing into the role, and I'm just like, we're going to get more from her, especially since she's got this light mm-hmm. whip. Like that would be sick to see in Star Wars. I don't know if you've ever seen a true light. Yeah, well, we've seen it in Rebels and stuff, but yeah, she's. I I really enjoyed yeah, that think, story. Yeah. For what it was, but yeah, I, I can't wait. I need to get back into it. I'm just gonna pick it up again tonight. Better late than go. never. I'm just gonna pick it up and get yeah. caught up. But I know it, it's had huge success. I know it's been hugely popular. So I'm having a little bit of FOMO right now. Uh, so I'm like, oh god, I can't get. If I get so behind, I will not start back up. I'll say it's not worth it. I'm 20 books behind, okay. but we'll get there. We'll get Audio there. audiobooks. Especially with your upcoming situation, I know. And see, audio books will be key. I used, and that <laughs> it's going to have to turn into that because <clears throat> when I've had a commute, now that we're working remotely, permanently, um, I can't work and listen to books at the same time. I can only do it while driving. So now that I don't have a commute, it's hard for me to actually get those listens in. But you're right. If I'm sitting there rocking a baby to sleep, I could knock some audiobooks out super fast from the right. library. That's a great put them on the Bluetooth speaker. You and Holly can both take them in at the same time. Right. <laughs> uh, we've had to do that at like one and a half, two times speed before to, and it was not pretty. <laughs> like Holly, I didn't finish this book for the for the book club. Oh, all right, bump it up to two times the speed, uh, which is a whole different experience. But that's a great idea, dude. So th- we're gonna we're gonna make some gains raising a baby. Make some Star Wars gains, and it's just going to be a beautiful thing. We're going to figure out a way to do this podcast with a baby. You know, people do it every day, right? Like, you guys find time That's to right. get on here and hang out and chat. Like, it's going to be great. I'm not yeah. scared, right? First baby. Yeah, you start the cast, Holly comes up and trays off. And, right? You know, That's tag team. I, I think that's a great idea. So we're, we're going to make it happen. I'm going to get back into the High Republic. I swear to God, we're not ignoring it. It's just, I mean, Holly's read damn near 30 books this year. Which is insane. I don't know how she does it. Not one was a Star Wars book, I don't think. Well, no, a couple of them for book club. But she's got to get back into it, too. Because when she's reading Star Wars, then I'm into it. So she's got to get back into it. But anything yeah, else, yeah. buddy? We got the new Thrawn. Well, the new Thrawn book comes out next month. So that'll fill in up that trilogy. Are, are, have, which, you, have you dabbled in this one yet? Have mixed reviews. Have you oh, dabbled? Yeah. No, I'm all caught up with that one. Okay. so, so what, I, I don't have the newest book in there, but I've been enjoying it. I mean, okay. it's... It's Thrawn, so, you know, it's Thrawn and it's Timothy Zahn, so, you know, you have that kind of aspect to yeah. what you're going to get into. But, you know, it kind of it fills in his backstory. I don't know. I, I know I'm mostly I'm just looking to see, you know, because this is the big threat that he brings to Palpatine down the road or whatever. You know, this is what yeah. gets him kicked out of the Ascendancy or, you know, whatever, how that story plays out. And, yeah. You know, however much truth was to that one. Yeah. You know, certain points of view and such. But, you know, this is the threat that he brings to Palpatine, which is why he needs the Empire on their side and why he's there in the first place. So Yeah. And pretty much it's been, you know, it's been all off to the side. No, it hasn't even been brought up. So it'll be interesting how much crap's crammed in this last book. But, <laughs> you know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it, when are we getting to the point here, guys? Like, come on. Yeah. This is the villain. But, I mean, oh, it, wait, not really, but, oh, gosh. Timothy. Yeah, but it, it seemed like all the Civil War stuff within the Ascendancy was kind of getting ready to get kicked off at the end of the second book there. So this last one here should be pretty interesting to see what's going on. So then I, I'm looking forward to that one. And then I think January we got the next High Republic, I think is when it is. Yeah. I can't remember. I got I, I, I to finish. If I, fin- I, I already read the first book of, of this latest Tron, 
Tron. I mean, yeah, Thrawn trilogy as well. So I've, I, I've got to finish it out. I can't just start one third of it and not finish it. So the, I, I wasn't that interested in the first one, but I'll, I'll get the library book for the second one. Get it because if you tell me it heats up with the ascendancy and the infighting, I, I'm there for that. The other stuff, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I'll, I'll get back into it. Is this it for Thrawn? Are we going to see Thrawn ever again I- after this? By Ahsoka. Other than Ahsoka, why, is, is Timothy Zahn is Timothy Zahn done writing? Thrawn. I don't know. I mean, there's not much left in the timeline to really yeah. put Thrawn into that hasn't been covered. I mean, because you yeah. got this is his time in the Ascendancy, and then you got his time in the Empire. Yeah, and then you have then we're going to go to you know then he's got all the stuff in Rebels. Yeah, and then whatever we're going to get in the Ahsoka series, and then you know, and that kind of leads into that weird you know. You go back to the original Thrawn trilogy, Heir of the Empire, back in the day, and you know he's out there guarding their secret installation of the clones and all their other secret weapons and stuff like that. And yeah. Now we got this weird cloning thing going on about the same time frame of when the original Thrawn book was coming in, and you know you just replace a couple of characters and throw Ezra, and you know and you got a lot of stuff right there. So I mean, the Ahsoka series could already be laid out in book form, and just nobody's talking about it. I mean, Which, you know, that was a great series. I mean, that was yeah. the start of the, the Star Wars revival in the 90s was Very the Thrawn books and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I know, I mean, that's all I wanted after Empire, after Return of the Jedi came out. I just, I wanted more Star Wars. And it's like, yep. yeah, we had the, we had the droid cartoons and the Ewok cartoons, and the Ewok adventures. And it's like, yeah, okay, but I'm in high school <laughs> now. And it's like, I need something more. And, you know, walk in with my dad to go pick up the new Clancy book. I'm like, dude, dad, Star Wars. <laughs> And he puts his Clancy book down, and we pick up Air to the Empire and hardback, and uh, go home. And you know, we we both got bookmarks in there, going like, "Hey, I got to." Oh, he made it this far. I got to read a little bit more. And dude, I make sure my awesome. page, my book marks ahead of his, and yeah. And we we pounded the both of us like taking turns reading that book, and we got through it in like two days. And it was like after that hooked. It's like, dude, bring it on. It's like that's what we've been waiting for since Jedi. It's like more Star Wars, and then you know, the year later we get Lucas's announcement that, oh yeah, well I'm going to start doing the prequels. It's like yes. Damn, dude. Happy days, and then, what and it's cool all been story. Star Wars since then. What a freaking cool story! It's been almost twenty years of thirty years of solid Star yeah. Wars. Awesome, dude. What a cool! Not everyone has a story like that. That's I'm glad you shared that because what a cool experience you got to share that with your dad, and that he he just encouraged it. I love that. I love parents that encourage. Like, just, I don't know, things that their kids enjoy, like, and they want to participate. I love that. Like, I didn't get a lot of that growing up, and, and, and you know, my interests were a little different than, than others, but th- that's, what a cool story, dude. Right. Oh, my dad was sweet. as big as a Star Wars nerd as I was. That's amazing. God. I don't think my parents knew what the hell Star Wars was. It's unfortunate. They're missing out. No, nah, it's like, dude, I mean, I would use Star Wars like, hey, dad, we need to get a surround sound for the house. <laughs> Well, it's a lie. I'm like, dude, Star Wars will sound better. Yeah. It's like, all right. They're coming out with the prequels, Dad. I'd leverage Star Wars for everything, girl. It's like, yeah, dude, we could do this. Well, we get the bigger team. Well, let's get the Blu-ray. Let's get the lasers. You know, (laughs) it'll look better. It'll sound better. And it's like, you know, Star Wars is always what he is. Like, yeah, I could have used Star Trek or whatever else, but, you know, Star Wars is always it. And I remember, like, when we got it and the first time we put it in Empire when surround sound, and it's like, and they go to Dagobah, and it's just like, crickets in the background behind you. It's like, oh, oh dude, yes. God, that's amazing. This is the way it was meant to be done. It's like, it, it just brought back the theater all of a sudden. It's like, oh, oh yes. God. And then after that, the only other thing that Lucas did good was he finally got rid of the, the blue screen boxes around all the stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yes, he figured out how to work the green screen and the blue screen. And 
there's no silly lions. Cause I remember when I first went and saw, um, attack of the clones Yeah, and you know, right off the bat, it's like, they get off the ships and there's the cut out of their head and everything else is digital. And it's like, and in the the rest of the movie, it's like, Oh dude, this just sucks. And it's like, you really did this much and he couldn't even do it good. Cause I can just see the trace outliner where you cut everything out to do it. Oh and then my God. They finally, then they released them on Blu-ray when they finally did. And it's like, Oh, good. You figure out how to get rid of that. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, I think it was even by Revenge of the Sith, like they had figured out between movies, and it was just yeah. like, oh, so much better. Thank you. Jeez. And it's like, you know, ILM, those guys, it's like, dude, it's like, the movies would be totally different if it wasn't for Star Wars. And those Absolutely. Guys, I mean, he, he wanted to do it, and and basically, you know, that was what he was telling Kirshner about, you know, going into the book and stuff like that. Kirshner's like, well, how do I make the, you know, I can't get this to work. I can't get this to work. He's like, just shoot it. ILM will make it happen. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then basically he just goes back. He's like, you guys got to make this work. And they did it and they figured out how to do it. And, you know, and they start doing, you know, start blending the stuff with the computers from the live action and the models. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I thought that was the best thing that JJ did was bring back a lot of the live action props and models to integrate into it. And it was cause you, you really lost a lot of that depth yeah. in the prequels and stuff like that going all digital and stuff like that. And, and, you know, and I understand there's a lot of the issues with the actors and stuff like that because none of them had worked on a green screen before. That was oh, all yeah. brand new. People are used to interacting with people and yep. stuff and things that are going on. And, you know, so you're not used to, I'm the only one on set and I'm standing in front of the screen. But in theory, somebody's over there I'm supposed to be talking to. Exactly. And, you know, and, and it's tough. And, and you can see that in, you know, by the time you get to the Marvel movies and the Avengers and stuff like that, you know, actors had gotten used to doing it because yep. that's how 20 years of movies or 10, at least 10 years of movies have been filmed. 100%. So all those actors are kind of used to that sort of stuff. And, you know, and then now you get all, you know, how they're doing it now where you just get this big arc of screen behind you and yeah. the whole entire <laughs> digital backgrounds just projected and let's film the Mandalorian. And, yeah. you know, everything's already done. And, it's incredible. You know, it's getting so much easier and so much less expensive that it's easier to do. And, you know, they can just put it into stuff. And, you know, I think that was the main reason why his, uh, what was it, the, the 1313, the original a show that he was trying to do with the underworld back in the day and that, you know, just didn't work because it was going to be way too expensive to try and get it done because they didn't have the technology to pull it off on a, on a TV series to, you know, do that over and over again without being low budget and looking like crap, dude, and which, I, you know, by the, it, it, by the time that came around, that was not Lucas's gig. And it's like, no, it's going to look good or it's not going to go yeah, at all. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, that, that, uh, that underworld television series they were going to do, I think it was ABC. I think that's where they're gonna. It, they showed some of the test footage. It looked like trash. Like it just looked yeah. terrible. It was not good. So I'm glad that never happened because that. Oh yeah, but I mean that's hey. Every story has those issues, right? Every franchise has. Well, other than Lord of the Rings, I don't know. People think that's perfection. I probably have to agree. Pretty close. It was pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed The Hobbit too. I don't understand everyone's complaints about The yeah, Hobbit. I did too. I mean, what the hell's wrong with I, I mean, you, you, everyone, The Lord of the Rings is the greatest thing since sliced bread and Betty White. And all they yeah. did was walk for three movies. And then you get to The yeah. Hobbit and it's like, oh, it sucks. All they do is walk. It's like, like that's what they did the you first Watch the first one. <laughs> it's like, you, guys, you gave him praise for walking for three movies and yeah. then you shoot him down for walking for three yeah. movies. It's like, I, you know. Now, I could have done without the. I could have done without the singing. There, but uh, other than that, I thought the movies were great. The yeah, that's all in the books, though. It's like you can't cut that out. That's a great point. See, I've never read a freaking page of Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, but oh, uh, oh dude, I'm missing out. I mean, I you watch the extended edition of uh, Lord of the Rings, and there's I think there's only one scene that's not in the from the books that's not in the movie, and it's the Tom Bombadil section in Fellowship. Damn, 
But I mean, it's, it's also one of those parts in the book where it's like, it's not overly important. It's just like, well, yeah. you did everything else. Why'd you like, cut that? Yeah. It's like, Put it oh, in there. Five minutes out of my four and a half hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless it. One day we'll talk about Lord of the Rings in its entirety. But Luke and Holly would never uh, forgive me if I did that without them. <laughs> uh, uh, we can talk Potter. Oh, I mean, I, I enjoy that as well. I don't know if they're on board as much, but I enjoy those. I don't know. I didn't grow up with them like a lot of my friends did. Um, but I don't know. They're fun movies. Interesting books. Oh, they are. I mean, yeah. They're, they're laid out pretty well. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying the Fantastic Beast stuff that's coming out now, whatever, a little bit darker. Yeah. I mean, it's just nice to watch a wizard cast a spell without having to say the magic words. <laughs> that was my biggest issue with the Harry Potter sets or whatever. It's like, yeah, they're kids or whatever. And it's like, it sounds cool to hear the magic words. But at the same time, it's like, it kind of gives it away what spell I'm going to cast at you exactly. and I'm calling it out. Yeah. You it makes, it, it makes it much more difficult to block the forbidden curses if you don't know they're coming at you. Exactly. <laughs> God, you've got a freaking wand. Just use it, man. I don't think you have to talk to it, but maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and how come nobody came up all the spells that they came up with? Nobody came up with the force choke spell. It's like, dude, come on, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unbreakable spell. Oh God, I love it. Well, dude, you got anything else, man? We we have covered I, a lot of ground. We have. I don't. I nothing else I can really think of. You got anything? Nah, dude. I mean, we I, the the few bits of information that come out, you know, lately have gotten me excited. I I know I wasn't too thrilled with the boba teaser, but we're gonna watch it. I, Luke reminded me, brought me down to earth, and said, "Hey, remember the Mandalorian trailer? It was hardly anything to that either when it first came out." I was like, "You're right. Like, there there's a reason why they're not showing us a lot." And yeah, did did Tamara Morrison look a little crazy when he was you know coming down the hatchet on somebody? He did. He had a little little crazy eye going on there. It looked a little cheesy and campy, but I, I think I think it's gonna be good. I think it's I'm excited for it, and I'm just. I just want to talk about Obi-Wan more, dude. I just need that trailer to come out because I want to talk about it. That's all I want to talk about, <laughs> which I can't talk about it every episode. But um, there's sure also, yeah, right? I feel like I feel like we can find find a little bit to talk about in every episode about 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 Obi-Wan. But there's there's all comics, right. too, coming out. The Vader comics are back. I think we're getting out of the Bounty Hunter crossover. Um, I was kind of it was kind of losing me there, but I'm hoping we're coming out of that. But I just gotta see, I gotta see how Darth Vader gets, you know, to Episode Six. I gotta, I gotta see it. They're dragging this thing out. I'm like, how, what makes you a changed man? I, I just, I, I would love a little bit, you know. It can't just be those brief moments in Episode Six, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. Still seems like a dick, and we're, we're pushing Episode Six here. It's getting close. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad you guys talk about them because I don't get into the comics. So at least I can get filled in on the stories. Dude, it's a freaking rabbit hole because if you – and it gets expensive too. So if you, if you like a story and you're like, damn it, okay. Well, they're, you know they're going to drag this thing out for 30-some issues and you feel like you're getting to a point and then they're like, well, let's do a crossover event. You're like, damn it, I feel like i got to buy those now. And it's a slippery slope. So if you're if you're not – you know. If you don't want to get you know dug into that, it's probably best to just not start. Unless you do something like the uh, the um, the Marvel Unlimited app, I've enjoyed that. You have to wait a little longer for newest just to come out, but you get unlimited access to everything. It's 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 cool. So that that is worth the sixty dollars a month, I think. But yeah. it, it, no, I mean I, I use pricey. I mean I use Libby. 
Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I'll just plug this one right now for everyone in yes. the group. If you're not unaware of it, yeah, grab the app. It's called Libby. Mm-hmm. You get your uh, library card. You put it in there. And from that point in time, you download all your audiobooks and yeah. stream them directly from phone, your device. And it's magnificent. I have to thank uh, it's a page for turning me on to this one. Yep. Back in the day, because, yeah. oh, my goodness, that has changed my consumption rate of Star Wars <laughs> yes. immensely. We are. Um, yeah, you have to wait a little bit of time to get the newest books when they come out. Yeah. But at the same time, a little secret um, for all you people that don't live in California. <laughs> <laughs> if your local library doesn't have a good selection of audiobooks, go and get yourself a Los Angeles County Public Library <laughs> book card, library card. They give them out for free. You don't even have to live here. Holy um, cow. Check, check out the Chatsworth Library because – it's LA. They're huge and they pay for multiple copies of the licenses. So, wow. you know, I, you know, I'll sit there and it's like the book will come out and it'll say you got like 63 weeks before it comes out. And then the next day it's like, Oh, there's only 20 weeks left because they just purchased <laughs> another 20 licenses. Wow. And stuff like that. And then, and yeah. And people are usually pretty good about when the book's new that, you know, they'll, they'll consume it and then they'll return it or whatever. Yeah. And then that way, so you get a pretty good high turnover rate. Right? And then people, once it's been there for a while and people are no longer, it's no longer like, in demand, then they'll go back and reconsume it. And that's what I've done Damn. with most of the newer Thrawn books in the high Republic. So, Dude. but you know, I'll wait, you know, five, six weeks for the book to come out, but you know, I don't have time to sit there and physically open up a book and flip through paper. No, so, no. But, it's, know, and while I'm waiting, I just put it in the hold list. It tells me when it's ready. And then yep. that, during that time, I'm like, Oh, here, let's take all this other stuff. in. so I've been reading a bunch of the short stories from, you know, the Canto bite short stories leading up to, nice. you know, Last Jedi, which, I mean, those are fun. It's like, yeah. there's they, there's nothing important that, you know, there was no reason to read them before the movie came out. They're just fun. Like the Tales of Jabba's Palace back in the day, Tales of Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Just little short stories off to the side of random characters that are there. And it's like, it's good fun. Absolutely, dude. Dude, the the best kept secret is is the is the Libby app connected to your local library. You can't, you cannot beat it. The access that we have to 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 books is incredible and if you're not if you're not utilizing your local library you're missing out um yeah, yeah do you but want- i mean you could also download the, the ebook versions of the stuff too so if exactly. you like to read them on your kindle or your you know exactly. on your ipad or whatever your tablet is you can get the physical copy or the exactly. physical copy yep and at least read it there if you're, if you're not the audiobook type of person that's how holly so, blows yeah, through 30 it, books a year <laughs> it's great that's it's the only way i've been able to get through this right? stuff it's it's fun to go out and get the hard cover or the date releases and you drop twenty some dollars on it, but hey man, it's if you can be patient enough, it's what a great resource. It's definitely changed the game. Um and we're very lucky to have that yeah. sort of access. That is for yeah, sure. And if you're the person that's like tried audiobooks in the past and it's just not for you because it's just like Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, because you get that monotone stuff like that. Yeah. The Star Wars ones are totally different. Completely different. They're fully produced. There's background music. There's yeah. sound effects. Dude does voices, and they're usually pretty decent. Yeah. Um. So it's it's like basically turning on Star Wars and just letting it play in the background and just listening to it and not actually physically watching it because you hear the sound effect. Like they'll say, you'll hear the sound effect of a TIE fighter, and that's what they're talking about. Yep. You'll hear the Falcon take off if the Falcon's involved in the thing. It's like they use it. It's awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah, give them a try. And if you don't have access, apparently you can uh, check out uh, Brent's County check Library. Out the Library in Los Angeles. <laughs> Good information to know. Yeah. Guys, take that, jot that down. If you don't have access to your local library, apparently they're handing them out for free. So go get you some Star Wars books. And and uh, especially for book club, we're, we're, we're taking, uh, I think, Brent, was it your suggestion for uh, A New Dawn? Oh, A New Dawn, yeah. 
That was great. Hell I had so yeah. much fun with that book. Such a good book. So if you're if you're listening now and you haven't read it, get to reading because in mid-December we're going to be talking about it uh, on Holly's, uh, on her uh, uh, Hyperspace Hangout uh, book club. So get to reading for that. And, and Brent's blowing through all the books now. So uh, And Jedi Fallen Order. You're getting there. You're Working getting there. I cannot yep. wait to talk to you about that. And then you can listen to the Patreon episode that is now a year and a half old at this point. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Well, buddy, I, I'm glad you slayed all the Jedi and showed up tonight. I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Or it might have just been me talking to myself, which happens hey, a lot. Like it's just not fun. recorded, right? Like. <laughs> And I appreciate you guys listening to the 19th installment of Casual Council. Um, I, you know what? I think it, it may just be Brent going forward. If everyone else is dead, I mean, I, <laughs> this is the council. And the patronage has substantially decreased at this point. But luckily, we're still tapped into their bank accounts, uh, uh, Brent. So that should still be flowing in as the dark side would wish. So, guys, I appreciate you hanging out with us and catching up. Just, you know, I haven't talked to Brent in a while, so it was nice to catch up with him and get sweaty into how we're feeling about Star Wars. And, and, and now you got, there's no excuse now for you not to be tapping into library books because uh, Brent just provided you a free resource. So, check that out or check out your local resource and get to reading. And uh, we'll see you here soon on the podcast. And we'll see you in mid December for a new dawn in our book club. Uh, thanks again to Brent and all those dead Jedi out there. We love you. Take care of each other out there, and may the Force be with you.